We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app michael's back yeah michael's back (laughs) oh 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 you know what time it is right It's been a day for sports, honey. It is a day for sports, but Michael and I have a whole lot to talk about tonight. Welcome, son. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, hey, here's the thing. I have missed you. Uh, It seems like we were ships in the night just missing each other, you know, every week. (laughs) Because you had stuff to do and you, you know, it was just a lot. So um, I was off uh, for a while because of sports. And I'm just so grateful to be back, even for just an hour. So for the listeners who stuck with us, um, maybe you tuned in, and I don't know if you were told that I wasn't coming on. Jonathan, do you know if if they told people that I wouldn't be on those nights? Uh, Not necessarily. It's usually not announced, announced, so to speak. So, eh. Kind of on the fly things. I, I, I heard Jonathan went to each person directly and made sure they knew. So I think we're covered. I think he <laughs> went across country and said, you know, make hey, this is happening. Have you seen my car? Have you seen my car? It does not even have 10,000 miles on it. No, it didn't happen. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I, you know. What year is it? 2020. I got it. I got it. Okay. So, you know, when everything shut down, basically – We'll give it a range of like March 16th, 17th of 2020. Yeah. I got my car on March 2nd of 2020. Oh, and you have 10,000. Not even. Not even there yet. Oh, wow. Michael, how many miles do <laughs> you have on your car, man? Come on. Since you've owned I bought it. my car. I bought my car used in 2017, so I think I'm at, I don't know, 50,000 something, which is not too bad for that. So I'm loving it so far. But also just leaving the house is still a thing. It's still an excursion. Now, yes, stuff is open. Restaurants, bars, gyms, you know, there there are things to go do, and people all all over the country are driving to go do things. But I spend a lot of my time at home working, and then in the evenings, I kind of just want to kick back and watch a TV show, and I really mostly leave the house at this point on the weekends because I'm working from home. So uh, there have been weeks where I literally don't leave the house uh, until Friday night, and I, I, I get in my car, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, my car? The roads, the palm trees—it's <laughs> still a I'm special thing. Yeah, I'm in the car. I'm going somewhere. I'm seeing other humans in person, as opposed to the multitude of, of Zoom meetings that so many of us are on. Um, but I, I will say, I just upgraded my my home office. I finally bought bought, bought a, a monitor, a 27 inch 4K monitor. 
So now I can, you, you know, attach my, right. my my laptop to the monitor. I have a laptop on a stand. I got a ring light because I noticed that people on video just look so pretty all the time, and I was jealous. <laughs> so, but you had a ring light, remember? No, I, I didn't. Ago. That was the one thing I, I didn't buy before I bought the tripod and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't actually, I didn't actually purchase a ring light. Uh, and I have, you know, thankfully big windows here, but it's I'm mostly backlit. And I was like, well, this is crazy. I need to just go ahead and invest and invest in, in the pretty circle. We'll call it that um, <laughs> so that I can look evenly lit on all of these meetings. And uh, and of course, uh, you know, keyboard and the mouse. So I'm super late. I'm like two years late to this game. Um, but I finally did it, did the upgrade. And I feel like I, I've taken over my kitchen table with this setup. Um, but it feels like a space station. I, I feel very much like, Oh, I'm doing something here. I got a keyboard and a big screen. I'm probably going to like, you know, burn my eyes out soon, but I am very excited about it. You should be honey. I work from home uh, most often. And, um, I do. I just work from home. Um, if I'm having a meeting, it's on Zoom. And, you know, I happen to really enjoy Zoom because you can see I, I can almost I, most of my clients I know well. And I mm-hmm. just love looking into their eyes and talking about, hey, how is your family doing? You know, and by the way, I got to call our friend out in Long, Long, um, Long Island, New York, to see if that bomb cyclone hit them because I heard they were hit pretty hard. Yeah, it's it's rough out there on the East Coast. I haven't heard from them about that, no, but I've seen the stories about the size of that storm and the amount of snow that that, uh, landed out there. So definitely thinking about uh, friends and family and all of those on the East Coast right now. Yeah, me too, because we know some people out there, and wow, incredible. I've never heard of a bomb cyclone, by the way, but of course, Jonathan is a meteorologist. (laughs) You've heard of it, right? Yes, it's a... It's it's been around for a while, but it hasn't really been talked about a lot for the last until the last couple of years, really. Um, basically, a bomb cyclone is a a low pressure center that drops in its low pressure center drops in the millibars a very quick amount over a short period of time. I believe it's a twenty four millibar drop. Over 24 hours, that qualifies it as a bomb cyclone. Basically, it's it's not quite like a hurricane, but it's kind of in the same mold. Oh, wow. There's my language. So, Michael, did you understand all that he said before the last sentence? Absolutely. Every word of that made complete sense to me, you know. Uh, yeah, all, all those <laughs> y- units of measurement. But I mean, so, so at the end there, you said it's like a polar vortex? Okay. Is that what you Okay. Is that what you said? Is, okay. is it, is it in the I can tell when I'm effect? being mocked, sir. I'm t- I can tell when I'm being mocked. <laughs> when I'm well, no, being it, it, that's terrible. raked in, over in, the in coals. All no. In all seriousness. But in all seriousness, is it, is it at all re- related to a polar vortex? Is it like the snow version of the vortex that we had no, in the Twin Cities? No, not necessarily because of the polar vortex is just it's a strong area of low pressure that mm-hmm. – that has a cold cold core that drops further south. You don't necessarily need to have a very uh, a quick change in a low pressure center. You you, you need to have a strong one um, to to drive in that cold air. And actually, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. It's actually a high. It's not a low pressure center. It's a high pressure center behind a storm. But it's it's a cold core of air that seeps in behind a big-time storm. A bomb cyclone is something where a storm is forming, 
and then all of a sudden the strength of it amplifies because the the measurement of that that air pressure really drops in a you, very you short period ampli- of time. You see that amplification, um, like in places like Nantucket, right? Because I mean, it was like a river going down the streets of Nantucket. Right, and, Boy, and what a surge! The thing, the thing with the the bomb cyclone is it, it's not specific to any portion of the of the globe. Uh, we had a bomb cyclone, I think it was last year or two years ago, in the Pacific Northwest, and that brought a ton of snow to the Cascade Mountains, but it also brought quite a bit of snow and ice to Seattle and Portland. And so the phenomenon is not really specific to any one location. We could have a bomb cyclone here. Um, I think you'll get it more readily over areas of water, like I said, like a hurricane, because it has more juice and more moisture to, to suck in. Yeah, but, that's what most people were defining it as, as I kept watching and reading. Yep. Um, but it was just so weird to watch. Um, some places didn't get much snow. Other places got plenty of snow. And, and the way that New York handled the streets, I thought it was well done. Yep. Um, they they made sure there were places for people and, to go. So that's, that's awesome. And by the way, Michael, um, I want to talk to you about something that's pretty important. And thank you, Jonathan, for explaining that to us. I know Michael has heard some explanations. But here's another thing, Jonathan. Some of the explanations for this bomb cyclone has changed. Like the national news will say one thing and the local news says another. And I prefer the local news because they're specific to me. I mean, I, I get what they're saying. I kind of understand it. But with the national news, I, I with the national weather, I don't always get it. Well, the the thing with when you have to look at a national broadcast versus a local broadcast is you're going to be able to to bring it home to that region to that area you know a national person they'll they'll know the overview but they may not know the, the detailed ins and outs and so when you're looking at stuff like this that's why you look to the local weather people when there's severe weather when there's uh, severe cold when there are big snowstorms because they're going to focusing in on home, whereas nationally right. they'll be like, oh, let's see what's happening right. in Minneapolis and right. Chicago and St. Louis and right. I got Detroit it. and I all got that. It. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm just grateful that we have you here at WCCO. So let's get started, Michael, because there's a lot to talk about. First of all, I haven't talked to you, um, you know, like at length and had you on the show for so long. It feels weird. I'm really happy that you're here. Tell me what you've been doing. Happy to be here. Uh, obviously, you know, there was the holidays and uh, the, 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 the Omicron days, I should call them. I got it. You got it. We now Omicron has a sister. Oh, good Lord. Omicron has a sister. The family is growing. Uh, of course, I mean, I, I make jokes, but only because it's just so exhausting, terrifying and continuing. So I feel like I kind of have to sometimes. And, uh, you know, I am very much recovered from Omicron. But I still feel tired sometimes. Um, there's just lingering things here and there. And I had three shots of Pfizer. Uh, but those three shots of Pfizer prevented me from being really ill. You know, it was a very, very mild cold is what it felt like. So okay. I'm thankful to have survived that. But the weird flip side um, is I'm, I kind of I'm relieved. Is that OK? <laughs> you know, I, I feel much more confident going out and seeing friends and being in, in crowds because now I feel like I have at least for the next you know, couple months more protection now than I will probably at, at any other time during the year. 
we don't know how, how Omicron is going to react to, you know, if one can be reinfected or not, if one can be reinfected with the sister version. We don't know those things yet. But my assumption is that if I've had it, that, that affords me at least some period of protection against getting it again. So the past, you know, month or so, I've been really, I, I've relaxed. I'm like, I'm good. I don't feel like I have to stress quite as much. I still wear a mask and wash my hands, do all those things. But it has been really wonderful to have just a, a, a slight respite from that daily, you know, concern of, oh, is, is this the day where it's going to happen? You know, because it already has happened. So I've seen articles about this. I'm not the first person to, to talk about this sort of uh, feeling of, well, here we are. Um, but I, I wonder how that's going to affect us moving forward as this uh, continues to go. And uh, outside of that, I've, I've been great. I've been working. I've been enjoying the, the heat coming back in uh, to L.A. Uh, I feel like I was, you know, I love sales. I love shopping, buying clothes mm-hmm. on sales, and I think mm-hmm. on sale. Uh, I went to All Fifth in the, in the Twin Cities when I was there for Christmas and got a really great sweater. Um, and I feel like I just had gotten a good mix of winter sweaters that I found on sale and I was wearing. And at this point, we had a, a week, I think last week, it was high of like 76. Oh, no. No, you, you're not going to really tell us this, are you? Really? I mean, how many years <laughs> have you been on with me? What, 15? It's, Out it's of the 22? Come night. on. It really? Is, it's still cold at night. It's I'm still so wearing sad. those sweaters. It's just so sad. But, oh, my God. But, no, but really, it, it, the winter felt especially short, not just because I was out of town, but because I was sick. I was in the house not really going anywhere, worried about Omicron. And so now, you know, a lot of that winter time, go out and do stuff time for all of us, or for many of us, I should say, uh, was truncated. So uh, that story I told about leaving on on a Friday night and and getting in the car and being excited about that, that's not a joke. Like, I really still feel excited when I go out to a bar or restaurant with my friends because it still feels slightly unusual and special that I, I get to go do that. And uh, so it's great. I really can't complain. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm so, so thankful to be alive and healthy. Well, there you go. And I'm grateful too, son. We are all doing well. I know, Jonathan, you're feeling great, right? I'm getting by. <laughs> I hope you would do better than get by. Um, and I do hope that all of us will stay healthy. So, Michael, I think the first thing I want to lean into um, is, is a story about uh, Tufts and Harvard worked to regenerate frog legs, and they did it. They did it. But we got to take a break first, and we're going to come back and talk about that in just a moment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome. It is so great to be on with you tonight. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. The, the name of this hour is called The Mom and Michael Hour with my son, Michael Baddon. It's always a pleasure having him. He just brings so much joy to my life and um, just a wonderful young man. I have to tell you, Michael, um, as we move forward and companies are trying to figure out should they go back and the employees should go back into the buildings and that sort of thing, um, I know that CCO has opened up um, some for to come into the building. And I know, Jonathan, you're in the building. So it's, you know, I, I hope it's working out well. Uh, but with uh, my mom, your grandmother, Michael, um, having some serious problems with her lungs, I'm just terrified to go into certain buildings. And I know you are at home working and that sort of thing, but do you think about where you go or do you just say, I'm going? I'm going with a mask. I mean, at this point, I'm going. I, I don't think... Um, the, the, the mindset of lockdown is, is really uh, go, go, going to be a part of our life anymore. Hopefully it won't be a part of our life anymore. I think it's just we're going to have waves of this and we'll get more shots. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's what our future looks like. And so I think uh, at least here in California, that's how it feels where we're kind of we're going to proceed forward. And if you're healthy and our, and our case numbers are down, you can go out and do things. And if our case numbers are really, really high or you're unhealthy, don't, don't go out and do things, but we'll have a, a hybrid lifestyle. And I think our workplaces should reflect the same thing. We have seen a million times over that there's no reason to be in the office nine to five Monday through Friday. Uh, we have not only been as productive as we were in the before times, but actually more productive than, than we were before. Um, we definitely earned the trust of our employers during this time and shown that we can accomplish incredible things on video. Um, I've, I've worked with entire teams. I've built entire teams with people that I have, haven't even met in person until much later on in, in the process. And that isn't unique to my situation. So as our numbers keep going down and hopefully fewer variants pop up, um, or rather fewer variants of concern pop up, uh, yeah, well, I think hybrid is the way to go. There are certain things that are just more efficient in person, uh, large team meetings especially, um, you know, certain things that just are, are, are better. You know, and I do miss being around people in the office. I don't think driving on a, on a Friday, Friday night to go to dinner would be so novel if I had in-person human interaction throughout the week as opposed to, vi- to video. But I definitely don't miss that daily stress of driving in traffic, you know, 30 minutes to an hour each way to the office and just all the tension around the interpersonal interaction as opposed to just focusing on, on getting the work done. So that seems to be the future. Companies that don't uh, see that as the future, I think, are going to become the past. <laughs> so uh, we will see how this all plays out here in the U.S. I wonder if there are any, you know, any um, movies that really speak to what is happening today. I remember you mentioning one about a pandemic, but I did look up um, the pandemic of 20, I'm sorry, of 1918, and it lasted almost two years. 
And here we are in our second year, really, 2020 to 2021, 21 to the beginning of the second year, 2022. And so as we go forward, I'm curious to know, are we going to be that country or that world, you know, this pandemic, will it take over and, and all of a sudden it's around for four years or 10 years? I mean, I can't even imagine that really, but who knows? Because a pandemic is a pandemic and we can only stop it if we're all vaccinated. I really do believe that. So we got to take a break, Michael. Um, And I can't wait to come back and talk to you about these regenerated, um, this Tufts and Harvard work to regenerate frog legs. So what's next? I'm wondering, I mean, you know, regenerating breasts, sexual organs, you know, for female and males. I mean, the sky is the limit at this play at this point, right? It's the limit. So we're going to talk about that when we come back in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 1035 here at WCCO. I am your host, Gerilyn Steele, and it is what I love to do is be with you on a Sunday night, whether it's an hour, half an hour, or the four hours completely. If you are just joining us for the first time, we are on 7 to 11 p.m. every Sunday night, unless there is a game, and sometimes I'm on for two hours, and other times I'm on for one hour. You just never know as we work through this, but I love being here with you for the whole 22 years I've been here. Now, um, I want to talk a little bit about what is happening when it comes to um, regeneration of frog legs, specifically the legs. So this is about an article I saw um, from USA Today that Tufts and Harvard universities work to regenerate frog legs, right? And so in my head, I'm like laughing at first, and then I'm like, if this is for real, this is not funny. This is, this is something that could change who we are and how we are. Um, so what's next? And as you heard me say before, Michael, regenerating breasts, regenerating butts, regenerating sexual organs in female and males, uh, and the sky is the limit at this point. And to know that they were successful in doing this um, is quite remarkable. But then what does that mean? Does it, was, what does it mean for our food, <clears throat> for the animals? What does it mean for us, the humans, um, actually wanting to say, hey, I want to be regenerated? What do you think that means when it comes to us, if we were to consider being regenerated? I, I don't think it's just a consideration. It's it's a, a, a near truth, a near reality. I mean, that, that, that research that, that, uh, that's in the article is not the first time that, that teams have worked on this around the world. Um, and, and they have been able to grow human tissue uh, from smaller amounts of cells. So right. the right. end game for this absolutely is, 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 is being, being able to 3D print uh, a heart, a liver, the list goes on. And I think it's fantastic. I mean, there are so many people around the world on, on list waiting for a transplant of, of, of a vital organ that, that they need to survive. Um, and so if there is a way that we can do that that doesn't involve using, you know, uh, an animal part or, uh, or, or technology, and that if we can actually grow someone's organ from their own tissue to replace an organ that is failing, uh, that's great. And again, yeah, it sounds uh, drastic when we say a whole heart or an entire leg. I mean, yeah, that's the that's really extreme, and that sounds a bit more sci-fi. But think uh, an artery, um, you know, a, a smaller part of your body that would be um, grown and printed from your own tissue, and that would match your your own own body and, and DNA, and therefore your body would, in theory, not reject that organ or that that artery. Um, 
because it was made from yourself. So I think it's wonderful. I think it opens the door to a, a, a much stronger field of, of medicine and ways to heal people. Does it have ethical conundrums and questions around it? Yes, that's all advent, as all advents of technology and medicine tend to have. But I don't think that should stop us from uh, pursuing this uh, avenue, which could save a lot, a, a lot of lives and prolong our lives at that. But for humans, we've regenerated. Like we'll take um, a graph from um, the back, you know, the back of yourself, and you put it someplace, and and it rejuvenates or or allows that person to heal in that spot. I get that, Michael. But what I don't get is where where do we go from here? Remember um, cloning years ago? What was the name of that sheep? I think her name was Dolly. Dolly, and yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember Dolly. And, of course, people kept trying to figure out, well, what do they mean they're cloning? What does that mean? And, of course, you don't hear about cloning anymore. I don't. Do you? I don't hear much about it, but I think this particular issue is, is, is actually far less um, challenging than cloning because we aren't talking about making two people, you know, two no. babies. We're talking about uh, fixing a person with a uh, a regenerated piece of themselves. And that to me doesn't seem that far fetched nor um, that unethical. Mm. Do you think it's unethical? The whole process? No, I mean, actually, all? better question what, what, what concerns do you have about it? Like, well, let's say we're at a point where we, we can print a new heart, we can print a new liver, and we can do a transplant with that new printed uh, muscle that was made from that person's own cells. What are, what are your issues with doing that? Well, religiously, there are some very some serious concerns, you know, for various denominations uh, in the Christian faith as well as other faiths, other religions. Uh, that's that's a that's going to be a challenge. I think it's going to come up in uh, our courts. Um, the the closer we get to to doing all of this and doing more of this, I think that we're going to have a, a fight on our hands. So that's one of my biggest concerns. I don't think everyone would agree to this and this type of. Um, uh, regeneration. I mean, t t just to think that word in your head and say, okay, well, what does that really mean? Like a, you know, a bald head. We haven't gotten to the point just yet. If I'm not mistaken, maybe Jonathan can help us on this. He has a nice bald head. Well, it's at least a bald spot. Um, but I'm just wondering if you can graft, seriously, if you can graft something and put it up on your head where you're bald and all of a sudden it starts to grow. Now, I haven't looked that up. You might know, Michael, and you might so, know, Jonathan, so I'm trying you both to think have of, that. I'm trying to think of the best joke to go with here. No, do I no, go, don't. Do don't, I go with, don't do it. Do I go with hair piece? Do I go with hair plugs? Do I go with Chia Pet? I, 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 I Chia just, Pet. It's definitely go Chia with Pet. Chia and I was yeah. Go with yeah. Chia Pet. And frankly, if I mean, if, if someone could regenerate my hair, praise the Lord. I, yeah, sign me up. I would love to have my hairline back because I buzz my head by, uh, uh, not by choice. <laughs> it's because my, right. my hairline is... Right, I But what if all of a sudden you got hair that was like wire? It was so tough and difficult to manage and could cut somebody if you just hug them. See, I the mean, problem really. with me is that you're asking the wrong person about hair. I'd rather have no hair on my head. I'd really rather have no hair on the top of my head. I see all these, some of these what brothers the out here that have, the, about... that have these, you know, nice coiffed afros and these, you know, the braids and the dreads and everything. I'm like, I can't grow that. I couldn't grow it out if I could grow hair. So if I'm not going to get anything cool like that, just, just take it all off. It's gone. So, Michael, if you could regenerate your hair, what type of hair would you want? The hair that I had. And if it was, if it was being regenerated from 
the hair follicles on my head and then regrown from that, it, it would be my hair. It wouldn't be, you know, some sort of fake implant nor hair taken from the back and put in the front. It would be my actual hair cells growing back on my head, all integrated back in. Again, this is theory. <laughs> no one's doing this right now. We're just talking about taking a scientific concept and expanding on that to where it might go. But I'm all for it. The, the point you, you bring, bring up about religion, how pe- people might see having you know, some new growth in their body or as a part, part of their body, that's a really good point. There are people definitely around the world uh, who wouldn't do this for those reasons. And this technology being you know, uh, heard in court and, and, and rules being made around how this can and can't be used, absolutely, that's just part of the whole uh, social contract. There's going to have to be laws around this. But I think at its core... I think it's a wonderful idea, and it, it, it ideally could make it easier and, and almost most importantly, cheaper worldwide to save lives. I mean, here in America, it's easy to think like, oh, well, you know, there's organ transplants, and this and that. We have all these options to heal our bodies, but in other parts of the world, those options are far too expensive to do at scale. So if this could be uh, an option that could scale to save lives around the world uh, at cost or at a better cost, rather, I think it's a great, a great idea. Especially those in the militaries all over the world, right? I mean, can you imagine how wonderful it would be where they could just walk through and rest and wake up and all have all of their limbs and everything be be new? Um, you know, oh my gosh, I, I have to tell you, I would be grateful if our military could do that. <clears throat> but I, I do see here... I looked this up and it says, um, what human body parts have been successfully regenerated? And it says, while more complex organ tissues like heart, lung, and liver tissue, like you talked about, Michael, have been successfully recreated in the lab, they are a long way away from being fully Mm -hmm. reproducible and ready to implant into a patient. I mean, I just read about a pig's heart that was put into a human. So, um, Mm -hmm. You know, these tissues, they say, however, can be quite useful in research, especially in drug development. Um, But I'm just curious about what this will mean for our future and how soon for our future. That's the big question. and look, this the, the concept behind that tech technology has been in almost every sci-fi movie we've seen in the past couple of decades. We, we've envisioned our future with the ability to do this, too. I mean, as you've seen in the movie, regrow an arm, regrow a, grow, regrow a leg, heal a wound with a spray. And so it's, it's, it actually doesn't seem novel. It almost seems like we're finally catching up to our imaginations that have been there for quite some time. So to your point... Yes, we can grow tissue, but not a whole heart in a way that is functional and transplantable. But that definitely seems, seems to be the future we have envisioned, uh, the better future, the better version of ourselves that we have envisioned for quite some time in film and TV. Okay, we're going to take a break because we, when we come back, I'm going to talk about um, Baratunda Thurston. He is uh, an American writer. <clears throat> He's an American writer, uh, commentator, and so much more. And I want to talk about, um, he does these newsletters, and he sent out his first one for 2022 today. And I got that newsletter, and it's short and sweet, but I want to talk about what he said that really moved me almost to tears today. So we'll be back in a moment. It is now 10.51 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour here on WCCO. My name is Gerilyn Steele. We have a show from 7 to 11 every Sunday, unless there's sports or something else going on. So we really appreciate you sticking and staying with us. I sure don't... 
claim to be very smart about this next subject. I do know that it is something that has plagued me for a long time, and I am excited to talk about it with my son for a few minutes tonight. And, Michael, I know you read about Baratunde uh, Thurston, and he's done movies, he's written books, he's really quite remarkable, graduated from Harvard. And when he sent out this newsletter uh, today, <clears throat> I believe it's today or yesterday, it was really quite shocking when he announced that when we ban books in schools before we ban guns, we admit we are more afraid of our children learning than we are of them dying. And I had to keep reading that. I just couldn't believe it because it's a reality in my head and my heart. And I'm just wondering how you took that when I sent that to you. So I have mixed feelings about the statement. I think it's, it's, it's a good headline. It's attention-grabbing. It starts the conversation, which ultimately is the point here. However, I do think the issue of banning guns anywhere in America is far more complicated and, and, and legally precarious than the process of banning a book. Um, you know, the, the right to bear books is not in our Constitution. So though those issues are, are related, and it does, it does highlight a major flaw in, in, in the logic of how our country works, I think it doesn't uh, fully um, show the complexity of guns in America, guns in schools, and the way that gun violence has plagued our country for so long and how Republicans refuse to do anything about it. Separate issue. Banning books in schools, of course, is repugnant in its own way because, uh, yeah, there are certain books that maybe have incredibly crass language or, or, you know, whose tone is so off that it wouldn't be appropriate to teach it. But, you know, as we're seeing as of late, banning, you know, uh, race theory in certain schools because I haven't heard a cogent reason why yet. For whatever reason, Republicans want to do it. I don't fully understand that. I clearly need to go do some more research to understand why people are afraid of the truth and afraid of educating young, young people about the truth. Um, I don't think uh, race as a conversation uh, should be eschewed in an educational sector. And, and in doing so, especially at a high school level, you're actually failing your students. You aren't preparing them for the real world because when they enter into a workplace or uh, even before that, a, a college classroom, they're going to be in the room with pe people of different colors and backgrounds and not being able to uh, speak truth in a room or understand the history of your fellow Americans seems like you didn't do things correctly in, in school. So his statement, controversial, but it starts this very conversation. It does highlight that Yes, uh, politicians have been quicker to act to ban race theory in the classroom than they have been to ban guns in the classroom. And people are dying frequently because of, of, of mass shootings. Uh, and yet the focus has been on books. So it's, it's a very strong conversation starter. It is a strong um, conversation starter. However, it's so much bigger than just a conversation. Civic classes, for as long as I can remember, uh, were really important for us to take. You know, my, your grandparents <clears throat> really instilled that in us. You've got to know who you're, what, what, what place you live in, what world is this. You have to learn about the laws of this land. You have to know. And it was just so important. And so I enjoyed the civic classes. Uh, some of the things that we were taught about, I disagreed with, but I just was so happy to understand how our country works. 
Well, now with people pulling books out of schools, books are so important to our children, to the learning process. And maybe people are looking at the new technologies um, that are um, coming forth. I don't know what it is, but I, I hope I hope that we can stop this madness of pulling out a piece of history, a really important, gigantic piece of history like slavery. It needs to be told to everyone in this country. And I don't understand people who say, well, I just don't want to deal with it. Are you embarrassed? Do you just not want to do it? How do you see this working, Michael? Do you think that we will come to a consensus about civics? No. And I don't think it's... It's crazy that this is happening. I think it's very much in line with what we've seen um, in, in the great divide of America. Um, so I'm really in, in, interested to see how this plays out in the future. I think it'll just continue to divide us, but then you'll have people with different versions of history, different, different understandings of the uh, very fabric, the makeup of this country. You'll have students from one state uh, believing uh, that our, our beginning started one way and students in a different state thinking otherwise, or I better yet to my earlier example, um, top students from around the country going to uh, college, if they are so privileged to do so, getting in a room and being unable to speak to common everyday issues because they were never educated. So, yeah, it's a steep hill we're on, a very steep hill. It is. I hope I can get him on my show uh, in the future, very close future. So stay tuned, Michael. Just know that I love you, son. Take care. I love you, too. All right. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been great. And uh, take care of yourself. We'll see you next week. I'll have a full show next week, I understand. Is that correct, Jonathan? You are correct. All right, then. Good night, everyone. Good night, Jonathan. Good night, Michael. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.